This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Are you guys well? A little bit more excitement? Pretend like you're happy. Pretend like this is the best day of your life. Hey, we're in church. We are alive. We're not in the best hospital in South Africa, but we're in church this evening. Amen. That's enough to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Come on, let's do that right now. Just a couple of announcements while the bags are through. <laughs> um, one or two things quickly. One, hey folks, we did a great work. You did a great work. Because of your giving, we were able to send down to two churches down in KwaZulu-Natal to help with flood relief. Amen. So well done. Congratulations on behalf of the Lord. Thank you for your giving. And so we've done that and we're helping out many, many, many people in the process. Also, uh, we've started with our campaign, uh, Better Together. And it's all about those people that have not as yet come back to church. And so we are speaking to you, phoning you. Maybe you are here tonight because you got a phone call. That's great to have you here with us tonight. But also, we want to encourage those people that have not as yet come back just to come home. Amen. Say it with me. Come home. Come home. Amen. So we want to tell them, come home. That's what we're going to do. Praise the Lord. Are you ready for the word tonight? All right, so let's start then with part number seven of the Beatitudes and blessed are the peacemakers. Amen. So let me just go. Are you guys ready there? What's happening with my monitor here? It's not working. There we go. It's working now. All right. Before I start, this series has been very encouraging to me. Amen. How many of you would agree with that? All right. Uh, I mean, it's corrected our character, um, the way that we live, and we saw that the Beatitudes are not, we can't, we can't choose number one and five and seven, those work well for us. All of the Beatitudes applies to us, amen? Right? Yes. And so um, tonight is part seven, blessed are the peacemakers. In Matthew 5, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So let's summarize what we've learned so far. In Matthew 5, 9, again, it starts with a word, and we heard this now for the last six weeks, blessed. But this word blessed is not the word blessed as we normally would understand it. We think of you are blessed, and we think you are prosperous, you have a lot of finances, you have the greatest job in the world. That is not really what this is talking about. This is talking about a state of being. Amen? A state of being. In him we move and have our being, the Bible says in Isaiah. In other words, this word refers to a state of being, always being blessed. And not just because I've got the big house or the fancy car or this thing, only then am I blessed. And that's why so many people are disillusioned today because I don't have those things, so therefore perhaps I'm not blessed. But blessing goes way beyond that. It's a state of of being. Amen. We've learned so far the following. First of all, that though blessed are those that are poor in spirit, 
Week number one, blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the meek. We spoke about it in week three. Week four, hunger and thirst for righteousness. You'll remember that. And the blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. And then obviously tonight, blessed are the peacemakers. We will see that this consists out of two words, words, out of blessed or peace, sorry, peace and makers. We'll talk a little bit uh, more about it. How many of you would agree we need a little bit more peace in our lives? I mean, there's too much crazy going on. How many of you would agree with that? Or is everybody at a, at a good state? Everybody's great? Amen? How many of you would agree there's too much crazy going on in the world today? I mean, you watch sometimes these clips. I, I actually don't want to even watch Facebook anymore and all these other YouTube channels and things. It's just about people that have just gone crazy. And so we need peace in our world. Now, peace is not the following. This is not peace. This is not anti-war. And if the, the war between Russia and Ukraine can stop, we will have peace. That is not peace that we are talking about tonight. Secondly, this is not peace either. Peace is not where there is agreement. That's not peace. Because you will agree with me, it only lasts for a very short while, and then there's again disagreement. And there's no peace. I can't believe they did it again. And thirdly, peace is not that either. Peace is not to go into a Zen state and into your mind And we know that that's a dangerous place because if your mind is empty, the Bible teaches us that demon will take seven more and come and make it his home. Amen? So that's why we don't believe in that. Amen? We don't empty out our minds to have peace. We have peace when we are in the presence of. Amen? You see, it's because you don't have God inside. You're not in the presence of God, reading the word, praying the word, whatever it might be. That's why we don't have peace. And when things come our way, we want to freak out and become like the world. Amen? I know many of you are shaking your heads and say, yeah, we know that, Pastor Johnny. This can never bring us peace. Just because the war is going to stop, just because I agree on something, doesn't mean to say we're going to have peace with one another. Because the Bible says this. Look what it says in Jeremiah. Peace, peace, they say. When there is no peace, (laughs) amen? I mean, you just look at our crazy world, there is no peace. Like I said, peace is not something we can go and find. Peace is not something in the absence of. It is actual, in actual fact, it is the opposite. Real peace is found in the presence of God. You see, when you're in the presence of God, that's when you can have peace. And I'll illustrate it now. So not by being emptied out, but by being filled with God and his presence. So the word peace comes from the Hebrew word shalom. Say shalom. Look at your neighbor and say shalom. Look at your other neighbor on the other side and say shalom means peace in Hebrew. Say that again. Say shalom means peace in Hebrew. Look at your neighbor in front of you and say, I can speak Hebrew. 
shalom, peace. What does the word shalom mean? Shalom means, so, so normally we, we say, hi, how's it? Okay, laka, check you, okay, fine. Hola, eta, whatever the case may be. But in, in Israel, the Hebrew people uses the word because it's part of their culture and it's a blessing they bestow on people. They use the word shalom, peace. What does peace mean? Wholeness. You're not sick. No sickness in your body. Completeness. In other words, there's nothing lacking in your life. Fulfillment. Everything that God has for you has come to pass. Inner rest. Living without deficiency or lack. So here we can see, as I said earlier on, that this word peacemakers, blessed are the peacemakers, consists out of two words. First of all, peace, shalom, wholeness, completeness, fulfillment, inner rest, living without deficiency or lack. And then secondly, maker, peacemaker, to do. So we are to shalom to do. We are to peace to do it to other people. We are to wholeness to other people, completeness to other people, fulfillment to other people, inner rest to other people, living without deficiency or lack to other people. Amen? So the word of God teaches us, family, where there's a lack of peace, we need to step in, in that emptiness, in that place, and fill it with God's peace. Just this morning, as we were praying, wasn't that great? How many of you were here this morning? It was just so amazing as we prayed for the people and for the couple of people that I prayed for, I had the privilege of praying for, many people came to me and asked, can you just give me peace? I've got so many things going on in my life. My family is disrupted. My mother has not spoken to me for a while. There's no peace. And so we are to come in, family, because we've received the ministry of reconciliation, to come in in that emptiness, and we are to bring peace. What peace? Not to say it's going to be okay. That is not peace, but to bring the presence of God. And just now you'll see salvation. Peace is not the absence of something. It is the presence of God. Amen. So blessed are the peacemakers. Now look what it says here again. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So blessed are the shalom to-dos, and then when you do that, you will be called children of God. So God is the God of peace. Jesus is the Prince of peace, and we are the peacemakers. Amen? Can we see the relationship there? Look what this statement says. We are never more like God than when we take the wholeness and the completeness, the shalom of God we have into a world that desperately needs it. I don't know about you, as I've said, family, there's a lot of crazy going on. For many of you, your crazy is going on in your family, in your work environment. Just driving on the road, a lot of crazy going on. Some of you, we won't recognize. How many of you have driven, driven wildly, perhaps, on the highway to work? And dee, 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 I need to discover, hey, it's a member of the congregation in front of you. Or they wanted you cut off as a member of the congregation. And all of a sudden, you don't, you're like, put on your sunglasses. You're like, you know, put on your hoodie or something like that. I don't know these people. 
How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you are sitting next to that person? Okay, don't say that. We are to take that peace into a world that desperately needs it. Amen? Family, we have to be different. All of these be attitudes. It's the attitudes. Let this be our attitude. So how can I be a peacemaker? Number one, we experience peace in our hearts. Okay? We experience peace in our hearts. I must have that first. Before I can be a peacemaker, I must have that first. I cannot give what I don't have. Amen? I cannot give to others what I don't have. I mean, if my life is in turmoil, if I am in constantly fighting with people and I have unrest and I'm ulcers and I'm feeling sick and all the time, you know, because of the stress, the anxiety that's going on, in my, I have no peace, okay? How can I minister peace to somebody else? First of all, if you want to minister peace to somebody, you've got to be peaceful in itself. We tend to look for peace in the wrong place. Today, I'm going to show you from the Word of God where to look, where's the right place to look at. So the first thing is we experience peace in our hearts. We experience peace with our God. That is the first place. Look what it says here in Romans. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, that's at the born again experience, you receive the gift of righteousness. You've been made right, righteousness in God's sight. By faith, we have peace with God. How many of you would agree when you got born again, your life changed? People said, I can't believe you're the same guy, person, whatever the case may be. How many of you experienced the peace of God when you got born again, saved? Five people, that's amazing. We are going to make a difference because, hey, with Gideon, it was 300. In any case, we have peace with God. There's no other peace. Peace, peace, peace. There's no peace. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Amen? Look what it says in verse 2. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Amen? I love this. Because we have right standing with God. We have peace with God. Now we have undeserved privilege. Undeserved privilege with Christ Jesus. Amen? So we got to have that relationship with God. Secondly, experience peace within ourselves. You see, many people can be happy with other people or in peace with other people, but sometimes they're fighting their own demons in their own heart. You know, especially people that have unforgiveness in their heart towards another person. They're the only one that's feeling that way. Nobody else knows about it, but they do not have peace with themselves. And if you're to be the peacemaker, you've got to be at peace with yourself. Look what it says in Philippians 4 verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. That's a key right there. But in every situation, by prayer, I want you to notice three things. Prayer one, petition two, and three, thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. We've got to be at peace with ourselves. So don't be anxious. Present it in three ways. Amen? 
goes on to say here in verse 7, and the peace of God, if you do that, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen? Look at what it says here. When a problem causes you to lose your peace, write this down. Don't hurry to resolve the problem in hopes of regaining peace. But first, regain peace and then see what can be done about your problem. Isn't that amazing? You know, sometimes when things go wrong, we first, when we get the call from the bank to say, I'm going to repossess your house, we quickly want to make, can I not just quickly make a deposit payment or something like that? What we need to do is, first of all, we need to regain our peace, first of all, about the situation. Or if somebody gives us a bad report, this is this situation, you've got this sickness or this situation or that thing or that's going to happen or this going to happen. You, you can't say, no, well, what can we do? What is the best medicine? Um, can I not make a payment? Can I not do this? The first thing you need to do is you need to get peace. You see, family, I think for most of us, we try and solve the problem, then hoping that peace will come. But the word tells us that we are to regain our peace first, and then we can deal with the problem. That's good advice, amen? So as I said earlier, there are three things, prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. The first thing is, here's a simple definition of those three things to get peace. Prayer is when I go to God and I say to him, hey, this is what's going on. Tell God, hey, this is what's going on. Got this challenge, this is the problem. Then I make a petition. Here, God, this is what I would love you to do about the problem. And then number three, thanksgiving. I give him praise even though I can't yet see the result of what I've asked him for. I'm going to continue to worship him and give him thanks as if it is so, so that it can be. Amen, family? Peace. Next one. Experience peace with our circumstances. Peace with our God, peace with ourselves, peace with our circumstances. John 16, it says this, I have told you these things so that in me, Jesus speaking, you may have peace. What peace is this? Come on, Hebrew scholars. Shalom, fullness, wholeness, nothing lacking, no deficiency, that you may have shalom. Not feel happy, not like, whew, that was a good meal, Jesus. That's not what, it's shalom. Shalom, a perpetual state of being. In this world, you will have many troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is taking care of the problem. We are got to stay in shalom. We got to stay in peace. We don't try and fix the problem. We first find our peace and then we deal with the problem. Amen. So staying in God's peace so that we can deal with the troubles of this world. So I want to say this to you, family. We must stop hassling about the things of life and put God's peace first. This is just our temporary. We, we just, this is like going away for a weekend. We go there, ah, oh, okay, it looks nice. Okay, fine. Our destination is heaven, eternally. This life is but a vapor. 
I understand we have situations that are happening, challenges, problems. I understand that. But Jesus said, I have overcome the world and its problems. But in me, you may have peace. You can have peace. And I promise you, for those of you who have never had peace, when you experience the peace of God that transcends all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind, doesn't matter how big the problem is, because my peace is in God first, and then I deal with the problem. Does it make sense, family? Praise the Lord. Number two, we extend peace through our lives. Amen? Now that we, now that we have peace with God our, our, and our circumstances, now we can extend peace through our lives. Only then can we extend peace through our lives. How do I do that? I stay focused on the real issues. I don't get upset about the small things in life. Look what it says here. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Don't worry about the stealing, the killing and destroying. Now, I'm not saying be oblivious, just walk around and say, oh, well, nothing's going to happen to me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying focus on the real issue. This is the problems. What did Jesus say? First focus on my peace, my presence. Amen so that you can have life and life more abundantly. You see, the enemy comes in to distract you so that you can lose your peace. And if we don't know, I've got to take a step back because I know what's happening here. This is the enemy. It only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I know, I've just got to take a step back. I've got to find my peace in Christ. When I do that, now I can deal with these things. And then I know, because God's got a plan and a purpose for my life, and I can have life more abundantly. Amen? Look what it says here. See others through God's eyes. See others through God's eyes. You see, many times our attention is so focused on ourselves. In the world that we're living in today, you know about this, you do, you see this, or maybe even part of it, I don't know. In the world that we're living in today, so many people are just focused on themselves. It's me, 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 me. I, I, I. I've got to get ahead. I've got to be the best. And, and, and there's no respect for people. There's no peace. You live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Amen. You be aggressive, aggressiveness will come to you. You're going to be ugly. You're going to sow discord. Discord will come to you. But if you sow peace, guess what? Peace will come to you. And so we are, we are to see people through the eyes of Jesus and how he sees them. Look what it says here in Genesis. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. We look like God in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Amen? So let me explain it this way. This is a, a picture of a, a ox wagon wheel, for those of you that might not know this, okay? Ox wagon wheel. And it's got these, this is made out of wood with these spokes and then the axle in the middle there. And normally, this represents at the end of the spokes, perhaps represents our different lives and maybe that one represents you and you and you and you and you. 
And the way that we would do this, how do we get around to people to try and make peace? And sometimes we try in our own way. And we, if I want to go from here, if I'm here and I want to make peace with this one, I've got to go away, all the way around to that side. But just think of it this way. If our lives of peace is like this ox wagon wheel and God is the center of everything, the axle, then we don't have to go and everybody comes to the axle because you can see all these spokes comes together in the axle. Then we don't have to go this way around to people. We go through God to people. Amen? God is always the center of our peace. You see, because here in the church, we perpetuate our values so that you can know God, the center of everything, that you can find freedom if there's things that are holding you back, that you can discover your purpose, so you know why God created you, for what purpose did he create you, and so that you can make a difference in the lives of other people. Family, we have to live that. We have to be that all the time because that's the way God created. And when we do this, when we go through God, then that's what exactly what we want to do. We want to discover our purpose. We do want to find freedom. We want to make a difference. And in the process, we get to know God as we are doing right here tonight. We spread peace by living peace. We spread peace by living peace. It says here, be the peace you wish to see in the world. Martin Luther King. Be the peace you wish to see in the world. I don't know about you guys, but we need more of this. We need more of this in our lives. James 3 says, and those who are peacemakers, say that's me. Come on, say that's me. Amen. Amen. Will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Family, here's the key. Find my peace in God. And now that I, my peace is in God, I'm able to minister peace to others, but I sow seeds of peace. We've always said this. If you want kindness, sow kindness, because the seed will produce after its own kind. You want money, you sow money. You want happiness, you sow happiness. You want to be good, to, uh, you want to receive goodness from other people. You want to be loved by other people, so, and love other people, and you will sow that. So, in other words, the peacemakers plant seeds of peace. Wherever you go, you're trying to fill the void by sowing seeds of peace. Amen? Number three. Are you guys learning something? We evidence peace to our world. First of all, peace with my God, peace with myself, now peace with the world. So at this time, I'm going to ask the, the band to play. I want you to lean into this. Very important. We evidence peace to our world. Family, as I said, you know, many days goes by and I, I just see everybody on their way to there and to here and back there and this and that. And life is just so busy and it's overtaking us. And, you know, a year of wars and rumors of wars. Feels like things are not getting better. 
sometimes we see the hatred between people and we wonder, how can I evidence peace to my world? How's it possible? How's it possible? Look what it says here in John. The same glory you gave me, I gave them. This is Jesus speaking to the Father in the garden of Gethsemane, interceding for the whole world that he is about to pay the sacrificial price for. So he says this, and this is how we minister peace to the world. Jesus say, the same glory that Jesus has received, that he received from the Father, I gave them. So they'll be as unified and together as we are, and in them and you in me. Unified and together. Unified and together. Church, we need to be far more unified. This auditorium should be full tonight. We are not unified. We are not together. Can I, can I talk a little bit just from my heart? Is that okay? You guys watching online, can I just talk from my heart? This auditorium tonight should be full. But in two years, people have adopted a new habit. The habit of no longer serving God. The habit of no longer having a relationship with God. And the habit of not coming back to church. So that they can be unified and together. For the last two weeks, we've been phoning many of the members of the church, those that have not come back. 16 weeks into the new year, one third through, and many have not returned back to church yet. We are not unified. We are not together. Amen? We are to bring peace amongst that. Look what it says here. It goes on to say, then they shall be mature in their oneness, only when we are unified and together will we be mature in our oneness and give the godless world evidence that you have sent me and loved them in the same way you've loved me. The world is trying to come against the church and many people are not handling the pressure. We gotta stand united, unified as one so that the godness can see the evidence of Christ in me. Amen? I don't need a t-shirt to say that I believe in Jesus. I don't need a special bag to say that I believe in Jesus. People must see it, and now and then they will hear you say it. Amen? Demonstrate peace to the world in your behavior. Let us as a church be unified together in Jesus' name. Amen? Look what it says here in conclusion. We are, I said this in the beginning, we are never more like God than when we take the wholeness and the completeness we have into a world that desperately needs it. Family, the world needs it. 
We are the light. We are the torchbearers. We are the Gideons and the 300, the army of 300. We are to go out there and God promises us victory. Sow seeds of peace. Sow seeds of peace. But remember, first of all, I've got to have peace with God. I've got to have peace with me. And then only can I minister peace to the world. Amen. Does it make sense? We are better together. We are better together, especially when we sow seeds of peace. At this time, I'm going to ask each and every person, just bring up the volume, guys. Just bring up the volume for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Close your eyes wherever you're seated right now. Just close your eyes. I want to pray for some people tonight. My heart breaks when I stand in front here and I hear the cries in the hearts of people when they have no peace. So tonight, I want to pray for people, each and every person that says, Pastor John, I don't have peace. I don't have peace with God. I don't have peace with myself. And I don't have peace with the world. Don't be embarrassed tonight. Tonight is a, is a time of restoration. Tonight is a time of impartation. I'm going to pray that you would receive this peace. So if that is you, then I'm going to come, ask you to come forward. Come forward if you want prayer for peace. Perhaps you've got unforgiveness in your heart even. Maybe it's unforgiveness that you have. Maybe the peace has caused you to become cold in your walk with God. Maybe, maybe it's caused you to become non-serving, not interested. I'm lacking. Pastor Johnny, I'm backslidden because I have no peace. Seems like things are just going wrong in my life. I'm backslidden. I don't read the word anymore. I don't pray anymore. I don't even say hallelujah anymore. I don't even say praise God anymore. I have no peace. Tonight I want to pray for you, for you to have peace. Peace with God, peace with yourself, so that you then can be the peacemaker to the world. Praise the Lord. Everybody, come forward, come forward, come forward. I'm going to lay hands on you. And then I'm also going to pray for people that are sick. Is anybody. Pastors, won't you come forward? Leaders, come forward. I want you. I'm going to minister from the top. And I want you to be also in the lines here. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. For those of you that are remaining in your seats, won't you start praying in the Spirit? Pray in the Spirit for me. Pray in the Spirit, stretch out your hand to each and every person here because for them to come forward because they've lost their peace is important. We want to cover them in prayer. We're not going to judge them. We're going to say, hey, you too. I'm also in that place. I'm also struggling. Thank you. Pastors, leaders, come forward. Here's a gap here. Thank you. For those of you that are standing in front here, Close your eyes, raise your hands to heaven. 
Say this after me. Dear Father in heaven, I come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I repent of my lack of peace, of lack of relationship. Father, I declare that I have peace with you. I have peace with myself. So that I can minister peace to the world. Holy Spirit, fill me with your peace. In the name of Jesus, I receive it now in Jesus' name. Now go ahead, pastors, leaders, and lay hands on the people. Lay hands on the people. Lay hands on the people. Come, let's keep on praying, family. Let's keep on praying. Let's keep on praying. Come on, pray, family. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray for peace. Peace in our country. Peace in our hearts. Peace with man. With, with man. Peace with God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's some people that need ministering. There's not there's no leader yet. Come. I need more leaders. His promise is true. Come on, speak to the mountains. So why speak to the mountains? Yes, it's time to move. It's time to move. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, God is bigger. God is bigger, better, stronger, Yes, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. There's Thank no you, Lord. mountain too high. Thank you, Father. No valley Thank you, Jesus. There's we no give you praise. We give you glory. We give you all the honor. Know. Thank you, no Lord. We worship you. We praise no you. We have strong. peace with our God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Jesus. All of you that's being prayed for, look at me. I want you to say this. With your hands stretched to heaven, say this. Father in heaven, I declare that I have the peace of God that surpasses understanding that will guard my heart and my mind Satan in the name of Jesus let go of my mind in the name of Jesus I bind you I rebuke you in Jesus name I am free I have the peace of God Jesus name come on now give him praise give him praise give him praise give him praise Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you've been prayed for, you may go back to your seats. If you're so busy, you can stay here. If anybody needs prayer uh, for healing, 
for sickness, whatever it is, come forward, come forward. Whatever it might be, whatever it might be, come forward. Leaders, thank you. You can just stay there, thank you. Anybody that's got, that needs healing right now. Healing right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Healing, thank you. Healing. You've got pain in your body because of sickness. You've got pain in your body because of a sickness. You've got pain in your body because of sickness. Come forward. Come forward. If that's you, come forward. I also want us to pray for people with unforgiveness. We might have done it here before, but I'm just sensing in my heart again, the Lord's pushing, pressing it on my heart, that if, if you've got unforgiveness towards a family member, maybe something happened to you, no matter what the situation, if you've got unforgiveness, come forward. Let us pray for you. Let's help you to discover freedom in that area. All right, so pastors, go ahead and pray. Pray. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.